Hello everybody and a warm namaste to you all. You are listening to Chaitali Gangur Day and today we are talking gender. Let's get started. There is a generational divide in how we think about gender. In order to bridge this gap, those of us who were raised with a more limited view of gender can take this as an opportunity to explore gender with new eyes, to read and ask questions to better understand gender's complexity. I'll be answering such questions that commonly come to our minds when it comes to gender in this podcast. But first, let us know what gender means or what it is supposed to mean and get familiar with a few gender-related terms so the question-answer part becomes more understandable. Also, towards the end of this podcast, we are going to talk about how science backs the gender spectrum and talk about a few related living cases today. What is gender? The WHO defines gender as a term that refers to the characteristics of men, women, girls and boys that are socially constructed. These include norms, behaviors and rules associated with being a man, woman, girl or a boy as well as relationships with each other. As a social construct, gender varies from society to society and can change over time. What is gender identity? Gender identity is how a person feels and identifies themselves as based on which term they feel like they relate to most or feel a belongingness with or even not if so. Even if our society mostly recognizes the binary that is males and females for genders, there are definitely more than these genders. Gender assignment is based on an assumption that someone's genitals match their gender. However, gender isn't about someone's anatomy. It is about who they know themselves to be. There are many different gender identities including male, female, transgender, gender neutral, non-binary, agender, pangender, gender queer, two-spirit, third gender and all, none or a combination of these. Let us try and get acquainted to some of these genders and more gender related terms so we can move on to discussing more. Transgender Trans is a more inclusive term that covers those who identify as non-binary and those who are genderless, according to the LGBTQIA Resource Center. Two-Spirit Two-Spirit is an umbrella term that encompasses different sexualities and genders in indigenous Native American communities. This is a cultural term that is reserved for those who identify as an indigenous Native American. Agender A person who is agender does not identify with any particular gender or they may have no gender at all. Other terms for this may include neutral gender, null gender, genderless and neutroids. Androgyne A person who identifies as an androgyne has a gender that is either both masculine and feminine or between masculine and feminine. Bigender A person who identifies as bigender has two genders. People who are bigender often display cultural masculine and feminine roles. Butch Women especially lesbians tend to use this term to describe the way they express masculinity or what society defines as masculinity. However, the LGBTQIA Resource Center states that butch can also be a gender identity in itself. Cisgender 
A cisgender person identifies with the sex that they were assigned at birth. For example, a cisgender woman is someone who still identifies with the sex female. In this case, a doctor assigned sex at birth. Gender outlaw. A person who identifies as a gender outlaw refuses to allow society's definition of male or female define them. Gender queer. A person who identifies as a gender queer has an identity or expression that is not the same as society's expectations for their assigned sex or assumed gender. Gender queer can also refer to a person who identifies outside of how society defines gender or someone who identifies with a combination of genders. Masculine of center. A person who uses this term is usually a lesbian or a trans person who leans more toward masculine performances and experiences of gender. Omnigender. A person who identifies as omnigender experiences and possesses all genders. Polygender or pangender. People who identify as polygender or pangender experience and display parts of multiple genders. Social gender. This is a third dimension. This term includes gender expression, which is the way we communicate our gender to others through such things as clothing, hairstyles, and mannerisms. It also includes how individuals, communities, and society perceive, interact with, and try to shape our gender. Social gender includes gender roles and expectations, and how society uses those to try to enforce conformity to current gender norms. I'll now be answering very common questions that we have when we are newly getting acquainted with this topic. The first question is, what is a gender pronoun? A gender pronoun is the word someone uses to describe their gender. The most common ones used in a society are she, her and him, he. However, there are more pronouns such as zai, heer or they. It is important to never assume which gender pronoun someone uses. If you are unsure what pronoun someone uses, just ask them. Next question. I feel like I don't fit with any of these terms. What does that mean? Gender is a complex thing. I have only listed a few of the terms that people may use. We know that there are many other ways someone may define themselves and some people prefer to not label who they are at all. So you get to decide who you know yourself to be and what you like to be called, if anything. Next, are gender identity and sex the same thing? No, a person's sex is typically based on certain biological factors such as their reproductive organs, genes and hormones. Like gender, sex is not binary. A person may have the genes that people may associate with being male or female, but their reproductive organs, genitals or both may look different. People typically use the terms male, female or intersex to refer to a person's sex. Next one. Are gender identity and sexual orientation the same thing? Again, no. Gender identity and sexual orientation are not the same thing. Gender identity is who someone knows themselves to be. Sexual orientation is about attraction. Attraction is the combination of physical and personality traits that happen to turn your crank. People may identify as trans and straight or they may be trans and gay. Or they may identify as something else. 
So again, we each get to decide who we know ourselves to be and to crush on whoever we want to. How many genders are there? The short answer is a whole bunch. Until recently, our society has only acknowledged two genders, male and female. But this has never been true. Many cultures and societies around the world have always known and embraced knowledge that there are more than two genders. In some cultures, there are three or four genders and some have traditionally had like seven or eight while others never bothered with settling on a specific number. An example of gender knowledge here is the indigenous two-spirit community. It is important to recognize the role that colonization has played in interrupting the knowledge. Uh, it has mostly tried to stop the knowledge that there are more than two genders. It is only through the hard work of trans people and their allies that we are finally beginning to see a shift back to embracing and supporting the gender diverse community. Let us now talk about science and gender together. National Geographic included a wholesome article that talked about how science helps us understand gender identity in their magazine. This article says, Many of us learned in high school biology that sex chromosomes determine a baby's sex. Full stop. XX means that it's a girl and XY means that it's a boy. But on occasion, XX and XY don't really tell the whole story. Today we know that the various elements of what we consider to be male and female don't always line up neatly. With all the XX, complete with ovaries, vagina, estrogen, female gender identity and feminine behavior on one side and all the XYs that is testes, penis, testosterone, male gender identity and masculine behavior on the other. It is possible to be XX and mostly male in terms of anatomy physiology and psychology, just as it is possible to be XY and mostly female. Each embryo starts out with a male pair of primitive organs, the protogonads, that develop into male or female gonads at about 6 to 8 weeks. Sex differentiation is usually set in motion by a gene on the Y chromosome, the SRY gene, that makes the protogonads turn into testes. The testes then secrete testosterone and other male hormones collectively called androgens and the fetus develops a prostate, scrotum and penis. Without the SRY gene, the protogonads become ovaries that secrete estrogen and the fetus develops female anatomy that is the uterus, vagina and clitoris. But the SRY gene's function isn't always straightforward. The gene might be missing or dysfunctional, leading to an XY embryo that fails to develop male anatomy and is identified at birth as a girl. Or it might show up on the X chromosome leading to an XX embryo that does develop male anatomy and is identified at birth as a boy. Georgian Davis was born with CAIS but did not know about it until she stumbled upon that information in her medical records when she was nearly 20. No one had ever mentioned her XY status even when doctors identified it when she was 13 and sent her for surgery at 17 to remove her undescended testes. Rather than reveal what the operation really was for, her parents agreed that the doctors would invent imaginary ovaries that were precancerous and that had to be removed. 
In other words, they chose to tell their daughter a lie about being at risk for cancer rather than tell the truth about being intersex with reproductive anatomy and genetics that did not fit the strict definitions of male and female. Was having intersex trait that horrible? Think about it. Nagio also mentioned a few more cases and each story was briefed in a very few sentences. I'd love to quickly run read them out to you just so we are aware, sensitive and careful the next time we think or talk about or to anybody out there. When Massachusetts twins Caleb and Emmy Smith were born in 1998, it was hard to tell them apart. Today Emmy says, when we were 12, I didn't feel like a boy, but I didn't know it was possible to be a girl. At 17, Emmy came out as transgender and recently she underwent gender confirmation surgery. She placed down its significance. I was no less of a woman before it and I'm no more of one today. Born with an intersex chromosomal condition, Emma had incomplete male and female anatomy. She was raised as a girl, always aware of her special situation. I am comfortable with my differences, she says. Shy and inventive, she spends hours among the clouds in her bedroom in Florida, creating intricate adventures and videos using My Little Pony dolls. Carlos, 12, holds a photo of himself as a girl. He is one of a small group of children born in the Dominican Republic with an enzyme deficiency. Their genitalia appear female at birth and then with a surge of testosterone at puberty, they develop male genitals and mature into men. His uncle simply says Carlos found his own rhythm. In Samoa, Best friends 12-year-old Sandy and 10-year-old Mandy do an impromptu dance with their friends and cousins. They identify as Fa-Fafine, a gender other than boy or girl. Fa-Fafine children generally take on girls' roles in play and family. As adults, they remain anatomically male with feminine appearance and mannerisms. They help with household chores and childcare and choose men for sexual partners. Jonathan, 8-year-old, has identified as both a boy and a girl at the same time since age two and a half. At California's Bay Area Rainbow Day Camp, where children can safely express their gender identities, Jonathan tries on life as a unicorn. So, gender diversity has existed throughout history and all over the world. As one of the most fundamental aspects of a person's identity, gender deeply influences every part of one's life. Where this crucial aspect of self is narrowly defined and rigidly enforced, individuals who exist outside of its norms face innumerable challenges. Even those who vary only slightly from the norms can become targets of disapproval, discrimination and even violence. This does not have to be the case though. Through a thoughtful consideration of the uniqueness and validity of every person's experience of self, we can develop greater acceptance for all. Not only will this create greater inclusion for individuals who challenge the norms of gender, it will create a space for all individuals to more fully explore and express who they are.
I'll leave you all to thinking with yourselves on this. I hope you learned something new through this podcast today. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and I'll see you again with another interesting topic.